Hey, do you want to do the intro, Sage? No, you do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hey, y'all. We are so happy to have you back listening to our amazing podcast about music and entertainment. We have with us today, and well, they know who we are, Sage, so I'm just going to skip us. Yes, so, skip us. Yeah. Uh, we have with us today, and I am totally stoked about this, the amazing Jasper Cole. He is uh, in everything. everything. I mean, like, he's, he's Hollywood's go-to bad guy. So welcome, Jasper. Hey, guys. How are you? Fantastic. great. It's so great to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love when people say Hollywood's bad guy because people who know me in real life, are, they always laugh at that. They're like, seriously, Jasper? But, you know, <laughs> I try to pull it off on camera. Well, I thought you did a fabulous job in Carl Weber's The Family Business. Oh, I you. loved that. Yeah, that's, that, I was so honored to get that job to work with those people. I mean, it's such an amazing, Carl just, I don't know how he, keeps all those storylines going and you know he writes every every word of it and he's on set and it's it's amazing that is really cool so um you've hung out with ernie hudson is that correct or not like yeah yeah most of my scenes are with ernie who plays um lc duncan he's the uh the patriarch of the family patriarch of the the duncan family and um yeah, you know, I kind of geeked out a little bit because, you know, I grew <laughs> up with Ghostbusters. And now, of course, there's a whole generation that knows them from Grace and Frankie and, you know, that whole that whole world. But um, he's the greatest guy. What I find, you know, it's interesting. I find in this business, too, like the people, the more seasoned they are, the more humble they are, the more chill they are, the more cool they are. It's always more than likely the newer folks who are not as secure, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they have something to, you know what I mean? Something to prove, yeah. but it's been, I've really been blessed with getting to work with these veterans that are just so, so amazing. You know, whoever's number one on the call sheet on the show kind of sets the tone for like how the set should be and that kind of thing. So I think he really, really does an amazing job just kind of being himself and he's fun. He's a fun guy. Yeah, I mean, his part, like, I love how he plays the role of Elsie mm -hmm. in the mm. show. I'm like, ah, that's, that's cool. And, oh, my gosh. And I'm not going to give spoilers because I want people to go watch. Um, I often give spoilers, but I won't this time. <laughs> uh, but uh, what the character, uh, Cora, Cora? Corey? No, oh. not Corey. No, no. Um, oh. The guy, the other guy, who the bad guy, who oh, is uh, like so his family there's, is against so the Duncan family. Oh, oh, that are going against. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I thought it was Cora. Or could Cora, be. Uh, anyway, he, I, what they did. Oh, gosh, they got him so good. I was like, amen. They got you. Yes. <laughs> And the great thing about it is, you know, all 12 episodes dropped at the same time. So you can, everyone can just binge them. Yeah. On BET Plus. And then what happens usually on BET Plus is 
in a month or so, or maybe a few months, after it runs for a while, they'll put it over on BET. I guess they call it just regular BET, you know? Um, yeah, I was a little confused by that. Not, non-streaming channel on yeah. their regular, in your cable package, whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but to your point, yeah. I mean, there's so many characters in there that, again, you... I don't know how a lot, a lot of the storylines don't cross. Like, I guess a lot sure. of soap operas are, you know. Um, so yeah. I didn't get to work with some of my friends that were on the show. But but I got to work with Robert Picardo, you know, from the Star Trek series. Um, right. He plays Bernie, Bernie on the show. He's been on it from the beginning. So everyone watched yeah. the season because Bernie goes on quite a, a journey as a well. A tangent of his own. Yes. It's- yes. I was like, oh, Bernie. (laughs) Yep. Stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really is a good show. It's incredibly character rich. You know, it was, I don't know if if the listeners know, it was originally a film. The first season was a film and they took the film and broke it into eight episodes. Oh, that's cool. And and then um, got picked up for a second season and then they started filming all new episodes and i believe the second season they shot in atlanta um yes i believe yeah is that right okay yeah and then they moved it out to la for this so we're we're hoping there's a season four because Corey is kind of introduced and then stirs it up a little bit and then he's just sort of left there waiting to do more so fingers crossed that we get a fourth season yeah definitely i think Corey should be in the next season i mean thank you He's, I think there's a good, there are many ways to segue Corey into the next season. Listen, I'm just, I'm just pleased to be able to announce that I actually am alive at the end of something because generally most of my characters are killed. (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) So, Such a rarity that I'm just. Yeah, I got killed in the second season. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh my God, I got to the last, my last episode and I was like, wait, I'm. I'm not, I didn't go off the cliff. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> so that's a good spoiler alert. Corey survived season three. Right. No ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic ambulance ride and the defibrillator. Oh Clear! my God. <laughs> it's I amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing how many times I, I get killed and, you know, don't, don't survive. <laughs> or at least um, I'd love to make it. I read something that's like, how long am I going to make it in this episode? To <laughs> Jasper's kill, but yeah, that's that's great. Um, <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. Um, so what else do you have going on? You have some really cool stuff coming up, don't oh, you? Thank you. Well, a lot of people may not know I produce, I'm a producer and I'm also a manager, so I rep um 25 other clients myself and so wow. yeah i've been doing that's that cool. for about 18 years now and i um if, i always say if i'm not working i just pimp them out for 10 percent. but uh, <laughs> but i've been producing that's hollywood that's, that's hollywood. hollywood it's legal allegedly Uh-oh. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no i've been producing a lot of stuff i've got like three or four unscripted first of all i'm a huge reality show geek <laughs> and truth be told, I might even love a housewife show or two. But um, people always think that's funny. They're like, Jasper, you you watch the housewives? And proudly, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. I have no problem saying that. But I love the unscripted world. Um, I've got like three or four projects 
option right now. And then another uh, digital series coming soon called Kombucha Cure, um, which I'm really proud of. It's, it's, it's more of a comedic role for me. I play Theo, who is a yoga enthusiast and a veteran and has a pet pig. And it's a lot closer to my Southern roots. And, um, and that's what, it's very quirky. It's very much like the old Northern Exposure series right. back in the day. Okay. So so kind of satirical, kind of kind of pointing a funny finger at certain things that go on. Yeah, it's about this little town in, in Nevada. And we've sort of taken on Big Pharma and the insurance companies <laughs> by coming up with our own holistic medicines and stuff to sort of cure our ailments while using the insurance company to help finance our endeavors. Um, but it's, it's Cecilia Choi. She's the first time uh, Korean director, writer, amazing lady. And it's um, a cast is Tam Emmy winner, Tamara Braun, Denise Boutte, Jennifer Bassey, uh, Robert Craighead. Yeah. So we've, we've got, um, it was shot as a movie, just like I was saying about family business. And it's been cut up into six episodes. So the first six are going to drop uh, digitally, hopefully in uh, December or January. Nice. Very yeah. Very nice. November is type one diabetes awareness month. And I encourage you guys to check on that disease and get the facts. There are a lot of misconceptions and it's good to have knowledge. And then I always say, ask people to follow us on, on my podcast. I'm in my 10th season one-on-one -on -one with Jasper Cole. And um, we're, we're live every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, but then it goes out like you guys. It goes on all the platforms, um, archive episodes. And I really love doing that because, you know, it gives, it gives me a chance to show my real personality, not sure. just always be this creepy, weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful to be that creepy, weird, mean guy. Right, right. Because it pays the bills. But Right. Um, but I just thought, you know, that's not my, I'm much more comedic, sarcastic. <laughs> well, you are our brethren. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the things that, um, because, uh, you know, technology has really affected the industry, you know, mm -hmm. and just the matter that uh, a lot of people who were kind of shoestring in their creativity as to looking to go to find people to give them a job. Now they can do their own jobs. They can do their own types of things. And at the same time, be, you know, locked into that typecast and, and making that, making, having that job, having that entertainment job stuck in your typecast, but you still get to do other things. You get to be creative. You get to have, you know, you get to show your person. And that's what we like to do here is we reach out so we can see people's humanity, you know, really, you know, what, what's a, what, you know, everybody else sees entertainers when they're entertaining, right. but when they're people, personally, I think that's more fun. I, I agree I mean, with that. And yeah, I, I'm, like, I, I, I'm a bit, I'm just interested in people and maybe that's the actor in me I like to watch, but I like to, I was a psychology major. So I always <laughs> like to think, uh, that I, I just fascinated by what makes people tick and, you know, and everybody has a story. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yes, there's great celebrities, but I, I think everyday real people have much more interesting lives most of the time, you know, and people like to 
just feel like someone wants to hear their story. So I'm always, that's what I love about doing the podcast is just to meet all these different people and try to bring out a different side of them. So did you mention what your, what is the subject of your podcast? Did you mention oh, that? Did okay. I miss well, that? It's just, yeah, well, I had for five years. I had a show called On the Set with Jasper Cole, and it was more of a all entertainment. For the actors' studio, it was more like yeah, we. I had my same co-host Rob Cole Jr., but we did it on camera, live, two hours. It was like a big party, but it was mostly entertainment related. Right. Um, I switched over to one on one, so I could just sit down one on one with a one particular person. So we still do pop culture and actors and stuff, but I have an ongoing series on the homelessness called the Heroes and Horrors of Homelessness. And I bring on different homeless uh, experts, but you know, people who work in the field. And because it's just been, not only has LA been decimated by homeless, it's just, I'm sure across the country, you see more and more. I I live in a, in a very, um, I guess the word is bougie neighborhood here in Tennessee. Yes, you and do, sir. I've, yes, I do. And I and I've actually in the three years that I've lived here, I've and actually six years that I've worked in the area, I've encountered homeless where I didn't see them before. Right. And and it it's it's yeah, it's epidemic in this country for sure. And unfortunately, but you know, with the pandemic, we're just gonna see we're seeing more and more situations. I mean, LA was always bad but there was like a skid row area of town now you know the face of homelessness has changed it's it's single mothers and kids and so so that's one of my i do this ongoing series in fact this coming thursday show is we're getting an update from um he's the mayor of skid row well that's what people call him general jeff and he's my co-host for the homeless shows um and he always comes on to give us the updates on what what's happening with with the donations and the government and stuff like that. Um, and then I do a series called Breaking the News, which is I have a co-host, Erica Davis, who's a journalist. And we just get into like politics and what's happening in terms of that part of the world. But usually, otherwise, it's Ralph Cole Jr. and I just acting a fool mm-hmm. and uh, interviewing fun people, you know. Nice. We can relate to that. We do a lot of that. <laughs> By the way, guys, one of my reality shows is set in Nashville. And um, it started out with Char- my dear friend Charlene Tilton and her daughter, right, Cherish Lee. And then it's kind of morphed. It's morphing over into something to do with real estate in Nashville. But um, we have an amazing producer who did all of Trisha Yearwood's uh, Country Kitchen shows right there in her is it green i'm trying to remember which neighborhood um anyway i've kind of gotten to know some of the green hills maybe what's it green 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 hills Hills. and franklin also franklin yeah that's where i live i live in Franklin. oh you said bougie (laughs) and i was thinking i believe that's where um we're spending (laughs) part of our show yeah we're gonna come there we're gonna come there and film some i'd love to see you guys that would oh, be fantastic. Sure. Nashville that. is phenomenal. And I think, again, people are starting to, well, you guys know, the South knows Nashville, but I think a lot of people don't know other parts of Nashville. They just know country music. And there's right. so much it more. Is, it's so oh, much it's, more. Yeah, Rich in culture, rich in history. 
I mean, it's a, it's a big chunk of Americana that people don't even, they don't even miss it. When I told my family I was moving, because I, I used to live in California. And when I told my family I was moving down here, they're all, what? They're all backwards and country and, and all this and that. And I got here and I was like, that is the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, it's culture and people are intelligent, nice people. I mean, I'd, I still can't and get over the genuine. fact that yeah, genuine. They look you in the face and they say hello. <laughs> they say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Yes, we do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And of course, you always got to throw in a bless your heart. Here bless your no, heart. no, that's yes. only when you're slamming them. That's only when you're being mean. It all depends on how you use that phrase. Yes. Right. You know, when yeah. you hear a Southern woman go, oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. You know you've crossed her. Yeah. yeah my, whenever my mother would start a sentence with bless her heart, I knew it was going to go. And we would usually be sitting in church on the back room. I'm like, really, mom? We're going to go there now? But yeah, right. that's good old Southern. You know, I, I've been here 35 years. You just never, I'm still Southern to the core. I mean, you never, I, my dad is 90 years old. Well, wait, he's 89. I keep yeah. doing that. I, Whenever I have one birthday, I automatically make myself the next year. He's 89. He lives in the house he was born in 120 years back, you know. Rudy, Jasper. Can she you hear you? Oh, yeah, hey. You. Okay. There you are. Okay. I don't know what yeah. happened. Like, everything just froze. I was like, uh, okay. And I don't drink or do drugs at all. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> all right. And I do before every show, and I thought they were just kicking in nicely. I heard grid, I heard gridlocked or something. I was like, "What?" No, I was just saying that I feel that I go back home and I feel connected to that. That it's it's a right outside of Athens called Watkinsville, but yeah. I hung in Athens one night. Do you remember it? Were you one of I, those weekends, or it was one of those weekends? But I I do remember it. We had a great time in Athens. Athens was maybe, th awesome. maybe that's why your blood sugar was low. Yes, probably so. <laughs> Too good of a time. Yes, indeed. Well, it should. You but, know, it's funny because it's such a. It's got a reputation of being such a party town. My high school was literally on the college campus, so we. By the time we went through four years of high school, we had done all the fraternity parties, the sorority parties. You know, right. I kind of felt like. We had done college in a way. I mean, we had parties, you know, <laughs> fake IDs and the whole thing. Of course. Um, so I kind of had, I had sort of gotten that out of my system when I, that's when I started pursuing my acting career. But I wonder if I had not had that high school experience, I'm sure I would have <clears throat> gone the traditional college route and party. And lived in house dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Athens is a party town. But you know, it's weird because then we, on the flip side, we had like REM and B-52s. and Yes, you did. Kim Basinger and yeah, Nene Leakes. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I don't. She's from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. But um, Nene and I actually, it's funny how we, gra we we graduated together, but yet somehow she's five years younger. It's amazing how that happens, right? I'm like, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Athens, I didn't appreciate it growing up you know you just want to leave and get you know it's so funny you said you moved back you left california i couldn't wait to get to california right um, and then of course now atlanta 
is like Hollywood South, right? It, yeah, it's a booming <laughs> like movie town. Really, so, I'm, so I'm strong paying my SAG dues. I mean, there's so many great people have just moved there permanently to work full time, crew people and Mm -hmm. everybody. It's still weird for me because I I left there to come here. So when I go back there to work, I'm always like, wait, this is so bizarre. (laughs) Right. Like, is this the same area? I know. Atlanta's changed so much in a good way. Yeah, it's insane. In a great way. Yeah. I mean, the traffic's still terrible, and I didn't think it could get worse, but it did. It always was growing up. Yeah, there. it was terrible. I guess they just couldn't keep up with the, the growth, you know, I-75 yeah. and 85. It was always under construction. I guess right. Nashville, you guys are busy, busy too, right? We have yeah, a lot it, of that. Um, I lived, uh, one of the towns that I lived in when I first got here was called, uh, is called Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. And I worked at a, uh, a Publix across the, st- across the street from the Publix was a cow pasture. I went through there the other day um, and it's apartment buildings and a strip mall. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. It yeah. seems like overnight these places pop up. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. It is. That's what's happened definitely. in LA too. I live in Palm Springs and LA, but for the, I was just Palm Springs for the last three years commuting back and forth. I just got a new place and, LA, that's the same thing. I, I I I go down the street and I'm like, when did they throw that building up? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But anyway, it's so it's I, definitely crazy. I have a I have a, this is kind of a standard question, just because it's something that it, it it's intriguing to me. Um, I I'm always very curious to know what what is it about um, acting about about being an entertainer. I mean, how did you, how did, I mean, either what was the thing that, that got you to throw your life into it or what, what was the moment where you realized, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm not in Athens, Georgia anymore. I'm, I'm like, I'm doing this crazy entertainment business. I mean, what was the moment I realized I was certifiably crazy and <laughs> yes, that's what yeah, we want to know. Job to realize that's what we want to know. Yeah, for sure. Who the hell would want to do this kind of thing? Um, that's yes. so funny, you know, because I grew up with, I was the youngest of four boys. There was no kind of theater. I mean, I was playing the sports, whatever my brothers did, I was, you know, following in their footsteps. And, uh, but I was, I always say I was like a closeted thespian because I wanted, I really wanted to be doing theater in school. I would like, sneak over to the auditorium and watch them rehearse and stuff. And, you know, I just, I always loved TV and film. I mean, all the old TV shows and I was definitely, it was inside of me, but I didn't let anyone know about it until after I graduated high school. And um, I tried college for two years. I always say I have a, an AA in psychology from the junior college, which it's about all I need. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> when I moved to Atlanta, right after that, I moved to Atlanta and went to the Alliance Theater School, which was a full range program with writing, acting, directing, the whole thing. And <clears throat> I connected with a fellow Athenian that I didn't know from Athens. And she and I um, co-wrote and co-starred in a play called Willow Springs Now, which was stupid Southern, <laughs> like a takeoff on Fernwood Tonight. It was a talk show. Long story short, it got produced in Atlanta. 
a producer saw it and said, well, if you ever come to L.A., well, of course, if you tell a 23-year-old, if you ever come to L.A., literally, like three weeks later, we had packed the cars and driven out here and knocked on his theater in West L.A. We're like, hi, you remember us? And <laughs> I'm sure he was thinking, who, what, who are what? you? What? What did I produced- say when I was on <laughs> Yeah, he but he put our little show up and it was really the beginning of my whole career because it we got a little following and celebrities started coming and I got an agent and I just thought, oh, wow, well, this is how it happens, right? I'm on my way. And, you know, reality hits and I was like temping and paying my dues. And but, you know, my career has been sort of a um, a marathon. It's definitely not been a sprint. You know, it's been a long slow process um but yeah so i there were many times along the way i i'd go back home and visit my friends who were already buying houses and had kids and you know and i was like god what what if i could just you know get a real job and whatever but every all along the way i would get little successes that would tell me I'm, i might be on the right track right. <laughs> and um and then you reach a point where it's like shit i've been doing this so long i can't I can't, I don't know how to do anything else at this point, but I always say to people, just stay open to opportunity. You know, the managing thing, I wasn't looking for that. And the producing thing just kind of happened. And so I've always stayed in the entertainment world, but the older I've gotten, the more, the more character I am, the more work I get as an actor, which is kind of a very sexist part of our business, unfortunately, you know, men, there's men, a lot men, of that. Men, men can work yeah. at, you know, we can start working at 50 and, you know, some women in particular don't have that, you know, unless you're really character, you know, it's, it's very unfair and, but it's getting better, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So that was a long winded answer to just say, no. I think we're all trying to make up for what we didn't get in our childhood. <laughs> <laughs> right. Trying to get some praise that we didn't get. No, I just always wanted to be a working actor. I never cared about, never thought I'd anything about, uh, you know, any awards or celebrity or any of that stuff. So it's just this whole social media world now that we're kind of forced to partake in as as actors. Which is a blessing. I don't, I'm one of those people like I, I think it's great. Like I, I try to make it a great marketing tool. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely taken the, uh, the uh, actor's uh, world of self-promotion to a whole new level. I mean, any kind of entertainer for that, whether you're acting or doing comedy or doing music. I mean, I, I mess around with some kids here who play some music and they're all over the social media. You, you couldn't find them otherwise. It's right. kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said earlier, it really gives people a chance to like do their own work and take back the, they don't have to just sit by the phone and wait. In my day, you had to go do a play, someone had to see you, or you had to hit the, you know, get the cat into the casting rooms and be seen. And now you just post something and send it and, and good, too. bad, or ugly, you know, it's, I tell young actors, you know, we get to tell people how they should see us now in the business. We have an opportunity right. if, if, if I tell you I'm Hollywood's bad guy, then maybe it sticks after a while. You know, I mean, yeah. I didn't actually do that. But once <laughs> someone told me that, I was like, hmm, well, there's a little branding thing there. So, you know. Yeah, right. you said. 
Yes, I'm one of, can. one of of some great guys who play bad guys. I mean, please. <laughs> really? I, I bow down to all my my Danny Trejos and <laughs> all. You know, <laughs> do you know how many people think I'm Danny Trejo? I it I it, it's to the point where I just go with it now. I just, yeah. I just say, hey man, thank you, man. Because if you put Danny and I together. We look nothing alike. Nothing alike. Right. right. But I don't know if it's the hair. I don't know. It's something people think we're, and I still have never worked with him. Um, I keep putting it out there that I want to. Yeah, yeah that, that should happen, actually. Well, I think while we're putting happen. things out there, if Danny Trejo hears this, mm-hmm. definitely work with Jasper Cole. Come on, Danny. Uh, and definitely contact Rebel Sage Perspectives because I want you on the show and I have since the beginning. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, and you know, actually, let's... Jasper Sage and I were talking about that this morning. I said, you know, he kind of, uh, Jasper kind of reminds me of Danny Trejo. Like it's Maybe. a whole, not in looks, but like the vibe. But I was like, I bet he's really nice. And he's not like a real mean guy. I think his roles have given him. You know, that's how Danny is, right? Danny is like a really, you get to see, you know, with his comedy. And in LA, he has these Trejo restaurants, you know. um, Right. He's probably going to start branching out. But he's just a fun dude, right? I mean, I don't have the street cred Danny has, you know. I I didn't serve (laughs) Right. He was in federal prison, unfortunately. But um, I mean, he's got a great, and I tell everyone his book came out, I think last year. I, you know, I can't remember with the pandemic. But anyway, he's got a great book that is out um, that really gives his story. And um, so, yes, he is my spirit animal, I say, in this career because he really he does does it all. And he's he very does bad guy like nobody does bad guy. Yeah. And, you know, he's also a little guy. He doesn't mind me saying he's, you know, I'm, I'm a small dude. Um, people are always trying. I mean, I'm not tiny, but, you know, I'm not six feet. And uh, I think Danny's actually smaller than me. So, they, you know, as long as they shoot us from right here up. Then... It doesn't right, right. matter. I've stood, on, I've stood on many Apple boxes in scenes. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too, you know, proud to say. Right, right. I, don't, I know you're about a half Apple box height. I was the full apple box height. And shrinking. <laughs> and shrinking. Oh. Yeah. As we get older, unfortunately, you know, we do we do shrink, but um, I uh, really can't afford to shrink. No. <laughs> I'm only Someone four foot eleven. Day, how tall are you? Four foot eleven. Oh wow. That's amazing. You well see again, look seeing you here. I, I the listeners, don't look that listeners, way. I'm getting to see this beautiful face and you would never know i mean well charlene tilton again you know she is tea tiny i think i looked i was just curious who else was four foot eleven and i think it said that she was i think she was on the list that i looked at yeah you gotta wear tom and tom who no and tom cruise he's four eleven oh (laughs) hey really i'm joking i'm joking oh (laughs) I was like, really? I think at least five three, maybe. <laughs> hey, that's how tall I am. <laughs> but he has the, he has the lifts and the shoes too. I said this to one the other day. I think I'm around five eight. They all they just fell out on the floor, like oh, like Jasper. Come on now. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> some of them lifts. 
five seven ish. Five yeah. seven ish. Bare feet. Bare feet. <laughs> I get like a five and five three and a half if I put my shoulders back for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> See, there it is. Five Stretch nine. Jasper Cole. Sorry, I'm all slumped over. I have a. I have a. I have kind of a. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to ask, um, I, there's, uh, you worked with, a with, a with who I consider to be a, a gentleman actor. And he's since, uh, gone on to the, to the great stage in the sky, uh, Mr. Bill Paxton. I, I want to know what it was like to work with him. You know, he was such a great guy and I do, you know, I think training day would have continued obviously on if he had, um, survived. Um, that's just, you know, it's another testament of what I was saying about how you, he's another iconic guy who you, you don't know what to expect. Right. And he was so kind. In fact, his real life son was guest starring on that episode with us and was in some of my scenes. And during one of the rehearsals, um, you know, this whole thing with guns right now, it's amazing right. on that episode. I've handled so many guns in my career. That's an episode where I, I had a gun in that one. Um, in the rehearsals, his son got hit with the butt of a gun and, and broke his nose. And we had to shut down production and rush him to the hospital. And <clears throat> that was a very crazy episode in general. But um, Bill was the greatest. You, you would, it's hard to find anyone that says anything bad about, about Bill. But I remember we were all so safety conscious on the, on that set. That was a network TV show, you know, and uh, this thing with Alec has really made me think about, I mean, I don't have guns in family business, which is rare, but I've shot so many guns. Um, you just, you're at the mercy of, these safety experts and uh, Bill was big on safety. You know, he, he ran a really tight um, set. And it's, I'll tell you a quick little story. I had just had back surgery. That was my first job back after back surgery. And I had to get a stunt double. I had to request a stunt double because part of the reason I had back surgery was not having stunt doubles for years. But anyway, so Bill asked me, what did I have done? He said, you know, I've got a really bad back and, I need to find a good doctor. So I referred him to my surgeon and he said it was going to take, but he said, you know, I've got this heart issue. I've got to get this heart surgery before I can take care of the back. And so when I heard about that, when I saw my back guy a few months later, Bill had actually met with him and, and he was going to do the surgery. And in fact, this gets even more strange when Bill was in the hospital with the heart problem and was on life. I mean, he was actually, he was not a life support. Oh, I was just saying, so my doctor, my back doctor ended up being one of the last guys who saw Bill um, after wow. he had surgery wow. and he was fine. I guess it's just one of those things where a blood clot happened or something. And sadly we lost him, but yeah, it was, I've been blessed that way to work with, you know, all these great people that, were just are iconic and Sam Elliott, who's a great person. I loved. I got to work with him back in the late nineties, and yeah, I just I always just sort of watched and absorbed and took it in, and you know, listened to these little tidbits of advice they would give. And now I'm sort of that old. <laughs> I'm the old guy 
on a lot of these sets now, which is so funny because it's like, if they're looking to me, you know, for sage advice, I'm always like, really? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what makes me realize is none of us ever really get to a point where we think we have it all figured out because then what's the point of living, right? We're trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah. But, but then, you know, when, we, when we've been somewhere and doing something long enough and someone coming up behind us says, well, what do you think? At least we can offer a perspective. Right. And I, yeah, I try to, it's such a fine line, you know, I never want to be like that old guy, like get off my lawn kind of guy. You know, like, <laughs> It's just very rare. I don't have kids myself. So I think because I don't have kids, sometimes we think we're still a lot younger than we are. You know, like, I don't know if you guys do this. I'll, I'll read about someone died or something. It'll be like, you know, 59 years old. And I'll be thinking, wow, 59. It's like, Jasper, you're 57. Sit down. What are you talking about? Like, you know, you, it's sometimes there's a disconnect with how we see ourselves. So yeah, I'm trying to embrace that older experienced person. But again, my experience, you know, it's all I can say to kids today is like, this is how it was for me. You're going to make your way, but there are certain things to just be aware of. And the biggest thing I tell young actors today is, you know, find your lane early on. If you can figure out where you fit in the business, which type types you should be playing, and then also get a really good therapist. Don't <laughs> try to get an agent first. Get your health care, get your Obamacare, get something and get a therapist because that's your friends don't want to be your therapist. You're you're at a certain point, your parents have done all they can do, but (laughs) this business can really beat you up in terms of um, self-esteem and stuff like that. So you just want to have that. Uh, The rejection is, the rejection is, I mean, I remember when I was doing it and it would, you know, and you go to like, uh, you know, your, your acting coaches and whatnot. And they say, Hey, you know what? It's part of the job. You're just helping them make a decision. If they don't choose you, that's okay. You've done your job. It's just part of a job. And, but I'm like, but they told me no, <laughs> and they tried real hard. Well, it's, you know, it's a narcissistic business by nature because we, we are all, I mean, we are the product. And so it's, I always say part of my job is to manage the narcissism and like try to keep it like stifled as much as possible. You know, like you gotta, there's so many things that go into getting a job. I would say 20% of it is talent. 80% of the business is who you know who's hired you before are you reliable are you nice to be around for 12 hours a day when i go in with my well there's no going in anymore everything's self-tape but you know with my group of guys that i've been with forever any of us that day could could do the job it just comes down to do they want my look they want andy's red hair you know do they want the director owes a favor to this other actor and it's there's so many things that go into getting a role that are just not personal at all. Right. Have nothing to do with the actor. Completely nothing. Yeah. But you don't get, you know, you can't get that. You don't get that until you have a body of work behind you to be able to say, okay, well, you know, it's, if it's not my day today, that's fine. It's a, it's Andy's day. Um, but for me, see, for a lot of my career, people used to say to me, Oh, Jasper, when you get older, you're going to work all the time. And I'd be like, really? Well, what do you want me to do for the next 15 years? Right. Yeah, well, what am I going to do then? 
I, I always say to people, just hang in there. Don't go away. I think finally they were like, damn, Jasper showed up again. Somebody just, please give him a part. Just, <laughs> you know, but work, work begets work. You just keep doing it and people hire you again. Awesome. That's, that is really cool. And also, lastly, I want to say to people, there's nothing wrong. There's no shame in the game of saying, you know what? I gave this a good run. I, I want to go do something else and have a great life. There's no, there's nothing wrong with leaving the business, you know, and doing other things. Um, I always say to people, do other things besides acting while you're acting, because that's what makes you a better actor anyway. You got to get out there and live life. Yeah, yeah. that ability to kind of put that Hollywood life kind of in its place and, yeah. and just live a real human life, be a person. Yeah, for sure. And stop saying when I make it. I've said this in interviews before. I wasted so many times saying, well, when I make it. But it's like you're actually making it every step of the way. And then you get to a point. I, I, I think sometimes, God, if I could have just been in the moment so much more when I was in my 20s and 30s, really for 40 for me, 40 on is when I really clicked in. But I was missing like people ask me about some old credits of mine or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, of course, I remember doing the job, but I wasn't present, really, because I was already on to the next thing. And this wasn't good enough. Now I got to get the next big thing. So in hindsight, I wish I would have just sort of not been so hard on myself and enjoyed the yeah. moments. Well, you know, the, the, some of the demands, and I remember seeing that. I remember seeing principal players, and they'd be on their phone talking talking to their representation about where they're going after work or what's the next thing or do I have an audition tomorrow? Can we squeeze one in between uh, shots here? I mean, it's your, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And right now kind of loses right now, but Hey, you're having all kinds of right now, right now. <laughs> right. I, I need a guy. I think it comes with age too. Right. It's like, if it's that old adage, if we knew then what we knew now, Oh yes. but it's, um, it's just fascinating to kind of look back and, and say, God, Jasper, you really, I was, it's not that I wasn't grateful. I just didn't understand how lucky I was at that point in my career. I thought I wasn't doing enough or, and then out here in Hollywood, you're measured by your, your friends, your coworkers, everything. And your last and project. You run into people and it used to always be, it's not like, it's not like, how's your mom? How's your family? It's, what are you doing? You got anything coming out? What, what did you just shoot something? You know, and you get kind of like, "Wow, dude, can we just talk real life here?" Yeah. How about how was my breakfast? How about ask right. me if I had breakfast? <laughs> like, how, how's my hair look? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it's it's. I'm not complaining. You know, I said to people the other day, if I I will stop if I'm ever. I need to stop if I'm bitter or complaining. I, there's, it's time to get out of the business. You know, I still love between action and cut when I'm doing the work. The other stuff, whatever, you know, it it's, comes with the territory. But the work, the work is what makes it nice. So that's um, my that's my church sermon for <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. Hey, you know those are good things for people to hear. Those are definitely good things for people to hear. Yeah, you know? I agree. Across the board, not even with acting necessarily, like be present Yeah. as much as you can, because if you're not, 
you're going to miss meaningful moments. Yep. You know, and, and that's what you've got later when you can't go out and see your friends all the time or you, you're you not acting anymore in y'all's case or doing music on stage or whatever, you know, you, you have the memories and the moments. So, yeah, it's, it's cool. Good, good stuff to think about. <laughs> yeah, you know, it beats the alternative. We're still here. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. Where so, in California are you from, by the way? Um, I'm from uh, the San Gabriel Valley. I uh, grew up like uh, about 10 miles east of East L.A., a little town called oh. Pico Rivera. Oh, yeah, of course. Pico Rivera, Whittier. Um, then we, uh, I moved to another little place there called Alhambra. So right there is San Gabriel Valley, you know, just 15 minutes outside of Hollywood. <laughs> Well, so I moved here 1987. You'll love this. I drove, for, Becky and I followed each other in two cars, looked like a Beverly Hillbillies with our <laughs> stuff. So I arrived, we arrived at night. We're staying down in Inglewood with a friend. And okay. we wake up, our first morning was the Whittier earthquake in 1987. Wow. <laughs> and I thought the world was, I, as a boy from Georgia who had never felt an earthquake, I just assumed. God was saying, get your, as my brother in Mississippi said, boy, you better put your drawers in a paper bag and get on home. <laughs> I didn't think it was, I did not think it was a good sign at all. Like, you know, but Becky, my girlfriend at the time, she thought it was, she thought it was like a, a great sign that we were shaking up Hollywood. But were you, were you, there, were you here for the Whittier earthquake? Yes, I was. I was actually, I was, uh, I was in high school. I remember that it was, uh, it was early. Early in the morning, it was right before first period, and it was a game day. So we all had our jerseys on, and I was and and the the building that was my class was in was just a just a big rectangle that had suspended walkways. And I was on the second floor, and things started to move. And I looked down the hallway, and the hallway is doing this number. Oh. It's just making a wave. Oh, like, oh wow, this is great. <laughs> this is not. This is. Oh my gosh. So I waited for the end and then I walked downstairs. People are screaming. Ah! I was like, oh, come on. But see, as a Californian, <laughs> like I am now, you were used to like earthquakes, you know? So for, but it was one of the biggest at the time, you know? Um, right. And the, I just, that's where the newscasters like Kent Shotnick jumped under the, the desk and all this stuff. So it was just, it's just always funny. Becky and I just had our 34th anniversary of moving here because it's like september 29th or the 30th so we always laugh about because now i'm so blase about earthquakes which is not a good thing to be but <laughs> you know what i mean like right right we have an earthquake and i'm like oh that must have been about a 4.0 or something right you got your own, <laughs> uh, own built-in richter scale now <laughs> but but that day i was completely traumatized so when you said whittier um i'll forever remember Whittier for right. that reason. Whittier earthquake. Nice. Yeah. That's funny. But um, I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're back in the South. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. When I first got here, um, there was like a, a lot of, you know, it's uh, tornadoes and stuff. Oh, <laughs> I was about to no, gonna ask you about that. Yeah, there's like real weather here and the seasons change. And so I'm 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 home by myself and I'm watching the newscaster and they're just like, you better find something to grab onto. Go down into your basement if you've got one and just scaring the bejesus out of me. 
I learned that word coming here, but Jesus scared it right out of me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, and you know, being from the South also, it, these, these storms have just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, growing up, but we'd have a tornado, but it's like they're F5s, you know, they've all gotten so huge now. Um, I say to people, I don't even miss those huge thunderstorms that come up like in the summer, especially. Yeah. Oh yeah. The lightning and the thunder and the rain, you know, in California, it literally like yesterday, there were 16 drops of rain that it was like storm watch 2021. They had, they had reporters <laughs> on the corners with an umbrella and I'm going seriously, it's, it's barely a drizzle, but right, right. you know, the torrential rain you guys drive through there. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it just wall walls, sheets, Sheets of gray yes. visibility. I'm in my car and I can't put my hand out and see my hand inside my car. It's raining so bad. <laughs> no, but you just get it's you're used to it. It's like you just it's like people who drive in the snow, I guess. But yeah, yeah. But seeing my seeing my southern accent has gotten thicker and thicker since we've been talking. We just be talking. <laughs> we'd be talking about like this. Mine comes out either when I'm very tired. Uh, very intoxicated or <laughs> I'm trying to like imitate the people on steel magnolias. But you have a very melodic, like people don't understand there's different Southern accents, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> you have a really, really sweet, but you're also the kind, your voice is the kind that can be really sweet and then just stab someone through the back of the head. Like you're right about that. <laughs> Texas right there. <laughs> yes. What you're hearing is Texas, sir. The knife, yes. the knife goes in so smoothly you don't even feel it going in. Yeah, that would <laughs> be correct. Like that, as you're stabbing them, they don't really feel it, right? If you talk sweet, they're not gonna notice. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I was raised in Dallas and I lived in Atlanta for a bit, so uh my accent is mixed for sure mm-hmm. but i don't generally do twangy like no, hey no, y'all what are you up to what are we gonna do this <laughs> evening like no, i don't do that unless you have yeah. a much more turtle creek dallas you know sophisticated yeah it's yeah so yeah my southern my southern accent comes out when i want to scare whitey <laughs> <laughs> okay we are about to take this right we're, we're, we're fixing rise. we're fixing to take this <laughs> right? i'm so a little tired like out here i tell people where i'm from and, and i just just to make it easy i say oh, i'm a few miles east of east la and they get they get tense they get, they get tense i'm like what what did i say what did i, I do know. Hey, Holmes, it's it's cool, eh? And they're like, whoa, sorry, Mr. Cholo. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, East L.A., as you know, East L.A. has now become very gentrified and, you know, property values are through the roof there as well. Right, right. Yeah. That's funny. Well, guys, Uh, I feel like I've hijacked this interview. See, (laughs) this is what happens when you get get another... 
a host on there. They talk so much. So, oh no, it's totally fine. We brought you on the on the podcast to talk about you. Wow. So yeah. yeah, we're we're happy to have you on, and Fair I'm yes. glad I reached out. Thank and you. Me too. It's, it's so great to meet you guys. Yes, you'll have to come be on my show now. Yes, we would be happy to do that. Just let us know when. Um, if you have anything else, Jasper, that you would like to put out there, your social media, anything oh, okay. upcoming, knock yourself out. Yeah, everyone can go to jaspercole.com, which is easy because it's got all the links to everything. But I'm on sure. Twitter and uh, Instagram is at Jasper Cole says S-A-Y-S. And I'm on Facebook. We have show, a show page and a fan page and too many. It's a lot of Jasper Cole. Um, but my website pretty much has a link to most of it. So, and you can reach out to me on my website also. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you guys. It's been a real pleasure to, to meet Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Continue. And when you come down and film, we're going to see it. Please don't, don't definitely, pass definitely. Let's do that. A hundred percent. Thank you yeah. guys. Okay. Listeners. Now is the time. I am going to ask you, implore upon you, beg you to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and also drop a few lines because we'd love to hear what you have to say about our show and not really our personalities, but our show. Anyway, we will catch you next time and we love you. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye.